Fran fam, what's going on? Listen, before we start this podcast episode, I have a very, very small favor to ask of each and every single one of you guys. I appreciate the support that all of you have been showing for the podcast up until this point, but we want to try and get these episodes out to as many people as possible. And how we do that on the audio side is by leaving a review and dropping a five-star rating. So if you've been a consistent listener of the pod, please, before we get this episode started, it only takes a couple of seconds, leave a review. It could be a two-word, three-word, four-word review or just leave a rating do something to get the word out so that we can get the marvin francois show to more listeners moving forward outside of that love you guys appreciate the support but without further ado let's get into this episode the reason why you want to start off with those two things is because typically people start off with their first account being a student loan Very true. and then the next account they get is four years later and it's a credit card mm-hmm. Then 10 years or 20 years down the line, when they pay off the student loan, their credit score drops mm-hmm. because the first account they placed on there was a student, was a loan that will expire mm-hmm. or it will close. Right. Credit cards don't close. Unless you close them. Unless you close them right. or you're not using them. Fact. If it's, I prefer it not to be tied to something that's not cash flowing. So to be honest, I, sometimes I tell people and I'm like, yo, just take out a loan, use the money and pay them back. Like, don't use the money for reckless stuff. You're just using it to build your credit. Mm -hmm. And then once you do that, you got two accounts reporting now. You got a good mix. You got one of each revolving an installment. Mm -hmm. And then you can grow from there and just create better habits with the money that they're giving you so that you can build in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is the Marvin Francois Show, your number one source for all things business, finance, and investing. And today is a very special day because our guest today is a credit specialist. She's your travel hacker's favorite travel hacker. I'm talking about math teacher by day, credit consultations by night, but she's one of the dopest entrepreneurs 365 days out the year. I'm here with the one, the only, <laughs> Rashida Henriquez, a.k.a. Sheeta 3. How you doing, family? <laughs> What's up, Marvin? How are you, bro? I'm, I'm feeling good. Fantastic. And I'm blessed and highly favored, but I'm better now that I'm talking to you. I'm happy to have you on here, y'all. How's everything I, been? I appreciate it, man. This Life has been good. It's uh, it's it's been a it's been a minute since the last time. It's been about a year. Some change, a little bit, and a lot of things didn't change. A lot of things have changed. You know, you up now. Um, I'm surprised I was able to get to you. I had to go through four assistants, five <laughs> consultation calendars, a fax machine, but I got you back. How 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 is how is business? How's life? How's everything else? So everything. I want to say, like, you know, as you go through the journey of mm-hmm. entrepreneurship and you go through the journey of starting businesses and actually getting the flow and systems down, mm-hmm. it's a lot of bumps, but it's good bumps. Okay. Like learning lessons. Mm-hmm. I never really take losses. I take lessons. There so I've been going through a lot of lessons and growing as a person. Um, as my as a teacher, it's been going great. My school year is about to end, so I'm excited. Fantastic. Fantastic. What do you think is the biggest? Because you said, you, of course, you don't take losses, lessons. What would you say is the biggest lesson? I'm, and I'm going to introduce it in a second. What would you say is the biggest lesson that you've um, just garnered from the last time that we've we were we spoke up until now? Yo, the process is a process. Mm-hmm. You know when you need it dough in the beginning, it's like, oh, I'm so excited. Let me pour this flour in, and and it's like I gotta keep needing. Mm-hmm. I gotta keep needing. Yeah. And then it's at one point in time you don't even know how much you've been needing, but you just got so used to moving, and right. that's how it's been for me. Just like I just keep my head down and go. Mm-hmm. And when I pick my head up, where am I? All right, am I where I'm close to where I want to be? Nah, all right. I can keep my head down and keep going. And that's how it's been, like, all day. Got you. Like you said, math teacher by day, credit by night. So I'm I'm every day, man. Got you, got you. Well, let's dive into that, right? Because, obviously, this is your second time being on a platform. But there are some people who are watching this episode right now who may not be familiar with who you are. So for, sec- for, for just a quick bit, take a second to introduce yourself and let the people know not only who you are, but what you do, where you're from, how you got your start. All right, y'all. I got you, Marvin. Let's go. All right, so everybody who doesn't know me, all right, uh, my name is Rashida Henriquez, uh, also known as Sheeta3 on IG. And yes, I say it like that every single time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a math teacher, seventh grade math teacher. I've been teaching for the past seven years. Outside of that, I actually got my start into credit because I got a denial. So I got denied for a mortgage about six years ago. And once I got denied for a mortgage because I really don't like to be told no, I'm also the youngest of five. I don't like to be told no, so guess what? I had to figure out why they told me no. And mm-hmm. once I started learning about why they told me no, I realized that it was something that I didn't fully understand. And that's why I got that denial. So ever since that happened, i kind of been going down the journey of understanding credit. And once I started understanding, I'm not a selfish person. And I started asking questions. Next thing I know, a whole bunch of people around me got, what, bad credit. And I started helping people around me. Once I started helping them around me, the list grew more and more. So... I got my journey into credit because I got I took a loss 
which was essentially a lesson. Come on now. I love it. A lesson. Um, outside of that, I teach uh, math to seventh graders. And I also learned and noticed that math and money is the same type. It's the same equations. A lot of equations that I teach my students for just the standard that we have to learn. I use the same equations when I'm teaching adults how to calculate utilization, how to calculate their budget. All the math is the same. Math, money, money, math is really learned in seventh grade. So I started tying that into teaching adults how to be better with their finances. And it's been it's been a journey. Got you. Are there any similarities and differences? Because like you said, you're, you're essentially a teacher 24-7. All the time. Right? Because you're teaching math by day, teaching credit by night. Are there What are the similarities and differences between the, individ, the, the younger individuals that you're teaching when it comes to math uh, versus, you know, grown adults with mortgages and auto loans and, you know, that are trying to apply for all these different things and teaching them about credit and how their finances work? That's a very good question because I you're yeah, yeah you know I, I tell you, it's been it's been a minute some things have changed <laughs> so the, so that's a very good question because students once they get to like seventh grade you start dealing with fractions and decimals and multiple decimal place values right mm-hmm. and all the kids are all jacked up over okay this number now says twelve point five six what is that put a dollar sign in front oh that's twelve dollars and fifty six cents as soon as I put a dollar sign in front. Everybody's good with the numbers. Right. It's incredible. Right. All of them. Even right. the kids you might think are not growing or at or up to speed. Boom. Yo, it's twelve dollars. How what's twelve? If I had twelve dollars and fifty cents twice, what's that? Twenty five dollars. If I gave it to them with no dollar sign, uh so for seventh graders or even for the younger generation, because they get money all the time, their parents give them cash, they right. they understand the dollar value Mm -hmm. they don't see the similarity until you start making a comparison on a regular basis like look at math like money look at math like money put a dollar sign stop confusing yourself Mm -hmm. adults how should i say this they still learn the same way they did when they were younger okay your learning path doesn't change if you were a visual learner when you were a kid you're still a visual learner when you're an adult if you were a tactile learner when you were a kid you're still a tactile learner when you're an adult what's a tactile learner you touch you got to touch okay so visuals with eyes, tactile is with your hands. Uh-huh. And audio. Audio. Those are the three learning styles. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. The senses. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. So now you got, your, your learning style doesn't change. So for adults, it's like they have to retrain themselves because now they have behaviors that didn't, that don't mesh with what they're doing now. Got gotcha. you. Also, a lot of this math you learned in seventh grade. Do you remember how you were in middle school? Me personally? Yeah. Oh, I was terrible. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was <laughs> so bad. the core foundations of it, yeah. it's probably going... Got you, got you, got you. What do you think that it is in you that just has this, this, um, I don't know if I would call it just, you gravitate towards teaching. Like this is genuinely what you want to do because I think for a lot of us going through public school or, or even now me as an adult, I look at public school kids or just kids in general and be like, I would never be a teacher. <laughs> With you, you said, not only I'm going to teach by day, I'm going to go ahead and teach by night. I'm going to just immerse myself in any and all things that pertains to just educating people on what I know and what I do, right, which is math and credit. Mm-hmm. What is it in you that um, makes you gravitate towards teaching so much? I hate the feeling of not knowing. Okay. And for you, I hate it for you too. Mm, okay. So if I know something and I can help you understand it and mm-hmm. it can help you make a better decision mm-hmm. based on your understanding and your education, that's a that's a win. That's a win. There you go. And then from from there, you've just been rocking and rolling. I've been rocking and rolling. And I mean, the way how I teach math in my classroom, like, they all know. They know how to, some of my kids, they could, they understand point systems. They understand dollar values. They mm. could calculate ROI on a property. Because mm. I teach it that way. Like, I want you to understand it. They could calculate utilization. Mm. I had even my worst kids, like, superintendent suspension kids. Them, them bad ones. The bad, bad them ones. bad ones. Them you bad, know, my babies. Ones. Yeah. They could calculate they can, they get it once I pull the credit card out and I'm like this is what this means and mm-hmm. then I start comp- and then I start doing wild stuff like calling them by different credit scores so if your behavior is bad mm-hmm. you a 400 mm-hmm. you know how upset these kids are when you call them a 400 credit score yeah I, I'd be sick they be tight yeah I'm not, I'm not no 400 credit score. I'd be right. upset. Right. I say 750. Oh, we in the clear now. I got an A plus. I got money. I'm like, you yeah, go. you got money. There you go. Just getting the mentality right. So just, you know, that's that's kind of like, we didn't know that. I didn't know about credit scores until I was 20-something. Right. It's, it's, it's the lack of not knowing. So for me, I get excited when now I'm like, okay, maybe something will stick. And if it sticks now... When you're 25, you you might have a better chance. There you go, 100%. So, and and for me, that was a big reason why I made it a priority to bring you back because the first time that we did the episode, it got a great reception. And I said, man, I have to bring her back 
to do what she does best, and that's teach the game, right? But we're not here to just talk bath. We're here to talk credit, right? <laughs> we, we, we're here to talk credit because there are a lot of people who are watching this episode who do know of you from Instagram and other platforms who know that you're one of the best of the best when it comes to personal credit personal credit specialization, mm-hmm. right? So I wanted to come on, bring you back bring you back on here so we could break down the game. Can we do that? Is that okay yeah, with you? let's go. You sure? We're rocking and rolling. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. So let's, first let's, period, first period. There you go, first period. <laughs> Let's let's go ahead and talk personal credit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, personal credit is huge. It's it's everything, especially in in this country of America. Whether you're trying to get a house, whether you're trying to get a car, whether you're trying to even if you're trying to get business funding, mm-hmm. it all comes back to your personal credit. If I'm watching this episode right now, I'm seeing sheet of three, sheet of three on a, on a, on a platform right now, right? And I'm trying to figure out the absolute best way to go ahead and start building my credit to put myself in the best position possible to do whatever it is I'm trying to do. Where do I start? I don't know anything about credit at all. Walk me through that. Take your time. Breathe. All right. So you know nothing about credit? At all. So the first things we want to do is establish two things. We want to establish a credit card Mm -hmm. and a loan on your profile. Okay. The loan doesn't have to be attached to much. The credit card... We want it to not be a secure credit card. And when I say secure credit card, meaning that secure means it requires a deposit or collateral. We don't want it to be, but if it has to be, then, you know, do what we got to do. Gotcha. We would prefer if you had some family member that put you on as an authorized user so you could borrow their credit and then use that to get yourself a nice, unsecured credit card to start off. Right. People start off with their first account being a student loan. Very true. And then the next account they get is four years later, and it's a credit card. Mm -hmm. Then 10 years or 20 years down the line, when they pay off the student loan, their credit score drops mm-hmm. because the first account they placed on there was a student, was a loan that will expire mm-hmm. or it will close. Right. Credit cards don't close. Unless you close them. Unless you close them right. or you're not using them. Facts. So that's where I would start. If it's, I prefer it not to be tied to something that's not cash flowing. So to be honest, I, sometimes I tell people and I'm like, yo, just take out a loan, use the money and pay them back. Like, don't use the money for reckless stuff. You're just using it to build your credit. Mm -hmm. And then once you do that, you got two accounts reporting now. You got a good mix. You got one of each, revolving and installment. Mm -hmm. And then you can grow from there and just create better habits with the money that they're giving you so that you can build in the future. Got you. Now, in terms of, you know, because remember, we're starting from ground zero. If I wanted, if you had to give specific recommendations that people could look into to just start building their credit up Mm -hmm. and just getting the ball rolling on a personal credit side, do you have any that you would recommend to people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So honestly, I don't have a Discover card, but Discover is a really good place to start Okay. because they give uh, credit line increases according to your behavior. Very dope. Good place to start if you have nothing. Um, Another good place to start is not in a tier one bank, like chasing them. You want to start in like a credit union. Gotcha. Because they're going to give you a high limit immediately, mm-hmm. and they're also going to be more generous with you. You can work with them. Gotcha. You can also go to that same credit union and get that loan. Gotcha. And the gotcha. interest rates are typically lower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Because you also mentioned loan as well. What are your thoughts on, I know how you feel about secured cards, because I feel the exact same way. Hate mm-hmm. them. Makes no sense. Right? How do you feel about secured loans, though? Because I feel like that's a it's a similar ball game, but it's a little bit different in terms of how much more leverage those provide. I love them. Okay, talk a little bit more about that. I love them for two reasons. Well, first off, before you get into that, for those who don't know, what is a secured loan, right? And then break down those two reasons. I got you. So I just told you guys, secure means collateral or deposit. That mm-hmm. means you got to put something up for them to give you back something. So secure loan means that they're that you're getting a loan based on a deposit or collateral that you've put up. Mm-hmm. So if you put up ten thousand, they're gonna that's the that's the deposit. They'll give you a loan for that same amount. Dope. Because that's the collateral. The good thing about secure loans is two reasons. The first reason is it doesn't hit your it will negatively it will not negatively affect your credit profile. Right. Because they don't have to run your credit because they have your money. Facts. If you run off on the plug, they will just keep it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they will go. just keep it. Mm-hmm. So that's the first good thing. The second good thing is that you actually place an account on your profile that you can't go late on. Mm. Because you like I just told you, if you make the loan, just give them their money back. You don't want the loan. You want the account reporting. Right. We got to have a goal when it's coming down to building out your personal credit profile. Mm-hmm. You don't want the money. You want the account. You right. want you want the the essence of that account. You want the ambiance of this loan reporting so that you can use that as leverage for the future. Because right now you have nothing, so you need the collateral. You need to show that you you could handle in this game. But in the future, you might not need to prove yourself as much. 
because you showed evidence that you, okay, you did ten thousand, you you paid that back, great. All right, you did forty thousand, you paid that back, okay, great. All right, you did sixty thousand, you did a hundred thousand, you paid that back, great. So now when it's coming down time to ask for more money or more financing from the institutions, they looking at your track record. You look clean, brother. I'll lend you anything you want at this point. Come on now. Looking sharp. Come on now. Like hey. that hairline. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Good evening. Are you trying to leverage your personal credit to get business credit or business loans, but keep getting denied because your personal credit isn't where it needs to be? Takeoff Financial can help you restore your personal credit so that you can leverage it towards getting the funding that your business needs. So click the link above or below this video so that you can schedule a free consultation and see how we can simplify your finances and your life. Okay, fantastic. Okay, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So then from there, I'm thinking of other different like credit builders and things like that that people can use. Like, what are your thoughts? as well on i know how you feel about secured cards versus secured loans mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on credit building accounts um one of the more popular ones are like self and kickoff what are your thoughts on those i can't stand kickoff no offense okay talk about that um i've seen so many negative kickoff accounts mm. that i feel like people shoot themselves in the foot with that account all the time okay um and you really they're never really large amounts like mm. you will never see like a ten thousand dollar kickoff account no never never so what's the point of it Mm. You need a two hundred dollar. You could. You need a two hundred dollar account. You could have went to a bank, gave them two hundred dollar deposit, and got a two hundred dollar secure credit card. Right. Like you could have went that way instead of getting this kickoff. What people, which banks and institutions know is a credit builder. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's really helping you. It's showing that you need to help. So you're exposing yourself. Gotcha. You. Do you feel the same way about self? Because I'm yes. like, really. I know. I'm a. I like self. You know what's crazy? Talk to me. Talk for to me. for for self, and I say this because I've seen hundreds of reports at this time. Mm -hmm. For self to be a credit builder where I'm putting money into the account and you're supposed to report positive payment history and you have my money anyway, mm -hmm. I find it very difficult that they report late payments. Mm. I find that very ignorant. However, with self, and now, now we're getting into a little credit thing going on right now because you in credit, I'm in credit. So let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk, talk about it. Let's, let's, talk, about let's it. talk about it. Let's talk about it. With self, though, for me, even though they report late payments, they're a little bit more lenient with the late payment thing. Because if I remember correctly, even when you're late with a self-payment, they give you an extra grace period of like 15 days. Or That's like a that. fact. I'm not saying that. I'm well, just saying that I don't feel like they should report that. You have the money. I don't feel like I feel like if you're a credit building account, you're supposed to be positive. I think you should be positive all the way because they could just keep your funds. But on the flip, they're not taking a loss. But on the flip side, though, remember, we're trying to build positive habits. So I would look at the consumer that's holding it and be like, why would you even think to be that's a fact? That's why I don't even like them. Because it's it's known as a credit builder mm -hmm. and it's reporting negative history. Okay. So now you was building and you knocked yourself back off. You don't even need it. Fair, fair. fair. I've seen it so many times. I, I'm like, how did they report? That's incredible. It's insane. And I'm assuming you feel the same way about like, uh, I know the, the other one. I'm thinking about like the big three of credit builders. I know it's the main ones that people talk about self is kickoff. Mm -hmm. And the third one is credit strong. You feel the same exact way about all of them. God bless you, sister. God bless you, sister. If you don't like. All right. I'm going to say this. And a lot of people don't talk about this much they, as much as they should. Mm -hmm. Budgeting is really important. OK. And that's the problem. OK. So if you got the bad habits then you won't always have the bad habits. And that the credit ain't really the problem is you. No mm. offense. Mm -hmm. But it's a person. So for me, I'm like, I've had to I've had to fire clients. Because I'm like, yo, you got to fix your habits. Because it don't matter what I do. It don't matter what's going on. You're going to keep doing this. Right. And you're going to cry about what you want and what you think that you, oh, I want to get this goal. I want to have this goal. But you're not disciplined enough to get there. Right. So budgeting is important. And once you could do that, once you have the right budget and have the right structure, I agree with the credit building accounts. Gotcha. But... Until then. Until then, it's like yo, I've seen it so. It's in. I've. I have yet to seen a clean self self lender report. I gotta show you my report then. <laughs> I gotta. I, I mean, gotta, you're good. Yeah, I do. I, yeah, but I know. I I definitely understand where you're coming from. Okay, but that that once again, different strokes for different folks. Trauma. Just <laughs> that trauma. <laughs> <laughs> there is more than one way to skin a cat when it comes to building credit. And you know, like you said, you can go to a secure loan route. Some you you know, obviously. You and I are anti-secured cards. There's some people that's like, yo, secured cards changed the game for me. I started with a secured card. I did too, unfortunately. I didn't know. I did, yo, you did you know after six, between six to 12 months, they told, they supposed to return your deposit? Yeah, yeah. No, Capital One and give me my bread back. Till now? Yeah, till now. Call them and tell me when's your money back. Yeah, we're going to have to. I'm going I'm to slap, slap fire out of Capital and One. Like, nah, they're going to have to They're going to be Capital Two because they have two slaps. Yeah, yeah two. And then going to be Capital Three because I'm coming back again. <laughs> <laughs> But nah, like nah. I mean, you, once again, secure. they took eight years to get my, my deposit. Eight years. Eight years. And that's, how much was it? Two hundred fifty or five hundred? It was fifty dollars, bro. Now they got to see me to believe me, because that that don't make no sense. It's fifty dollars. Crazy. I help clients; they get that money back in seven months. Crazy. I was like seven. Hold the hell. 
crazy. Called them up. My money magically appeared. Yeah. Now now they remember like, ah, my, 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 my fault. My bad. My fault. You know what? I didn't transfer the check into the savings. Yeah, right. And you, you know it takes three Capital to five business three. days. Come see me. Come on. <laughs> they, they forgot who we were messing with. They forgot who they was messing with. So serious though. So like you, but once again, like we like we said, when it comes to just different ways to just build out the credit report, it's 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 more than one ways to skin a cat, right? Once again, some people may lean more towards secured cards, secured loans, credit builders, cards, things of that nature. But at least we have an idea now of just some of the different routes that we can go if mm-hmm. we have nothing, right? But now in the same vein, if I'm still operating as that person, as this is my, I don't I don't know nothing about credit, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to having a properly structured credit report, what's my credit report supposed to look like so that I'm able to do a lot of things I see? I mean, I see sheet of three applying for this card and that card and flying on this trip and that trip. I want to do that, but they don't know your credit report is is properly set up in a way for you to leverage it to do those things. Mm-hmm. If I don't know what that informa- what that's supposed to look like, walk me through that. What does my credit report got to look like to make sure I'm in position to leverage my personal credit? All right, so if you have nothing, we start off with those two accounts, right? Nope. Those two accounts are going to give you your first two categories that you got to fill. Dope. You're going to get payment history for both because mm-hmm. you got a loan you're going to be paying on time, a credit card you're going to be paying on time. Mm-hmm. The second thing you're going to get is utilization from the credit card only because mm-hmm. that's the only thing that you get utilization from. Mm-hmm. You're going to get account mix from both because you have one of each category. You're only going to get one inquiry. You don't have to get Discover, but, I mean, I just said Discover because they, they're very healthy and very lenient sometimes. Yeah, they're cool. Um, inquiries. You're only going to have one because the secure card, secure loan doesn't require one because mm-hmm. they don't need to see your credit. And then for the age, you're starting off at zero. So now it's just building the habit. It takes time because right. with age, you can either earn it, buy it, or borrow it. So in this case, you're earning at zero. You just have to grow with the habit and build that up. Gotcha. And then from there, you cooking with Crisco. You cooking. Because then now you start to, once you understand credit, then you can start to branch off to, all right, what type of credit card do I want to use? What 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 am I going to do now? If you need a card, now you start, you set yourself up pretty well. Got you. So then now now that that's a perfect segue into the next point because one thing that I've heard a lot of different like rumblings about within the credit space and then and just on the internet and social media in general is credit card stacking. I think I've even heard you talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. Let's dive a little bit into that. For those who don't know, even for myself, because I'm still learning about it, what exactly is credit card stacking and why is it important to just the credit process? So, all right. In a lot of different worlds, credit stacking um, helps people get large amounts of credit mm. to do investing. And in so I'm in both worlds, large amounts of credit to do investing and large amounts of credit so that they can go and travel. Okay. So for investing, it's important to understand that these credit reporting agencies, Experian, Equifax, TransUnion, that they are three different companies. They got three different CEOs, CFOs. They're in three different states. Like they're not cousins. Right. They're not even distant cousins. Right. So once you understand that, some banks only really have relationships with each one of them or however they they might i might only be cool with you marvin facts i might not even like the i might even like the producer oh dear <laughs> josh is caught straight yeah go ahead everybody get this book not playing but um in that case and that's a situation where a bank might only have a relationship with one agency so right. you're able to actually use how they whatever they do low-key against them gotcha. because if i know how you're how you're moving then i know what to do to get what i want you facts. know so, and for a long time, we didn't know these things. Like, it was kind of like an un, unkept secret or which is kind of something that people didn't share. But, you know, that's why credit stacking is important because you can get more for less movement. So, mm-hmm. instead of going to a bank that looks at all three credit reported agencies, like Capital One, Capital One, um, <laughs> you can go to one that maybe may look at one or two. Right. So, instead of it being one inquiry across the board, mm-hmm. it might just be one in each. Mm-hmm. But you got three different financial institutions you have now. So instead of having one inquiry from Capital One or all three, you might have one from Chase, maybe Federal, Pay, Pay, Fed. And mm-hmm. now you got three different banks, three different products, with one inquiry across the board. So it just just really depends on how you're moving. So essentially it's maximum funding for minimum inquiries. Essentially. Yeah. Now, because when you have too many inquiries, you look thirsty. You look thirsty. And we don't want to look thirsty. Mm-mm. We don't want to look needy. Because then the bank's going to look at it and be like, I don't even want Why? What are you doing here? Mm-mm. I don't want you a part of my, my phone. Yeah, go, go, go away. <laughs> Depart from here, Satan. You understand? It, it becomes one of those kind of situations. Maximum funding, minimum inquiries. That's mm-hmm. the name of the game. That's the name. So now that that now leads me down a rabbit hole of a bunch of different questions. So number one, right, we want to be able to, the, the importance of credit stacking, like you said, it allows us to get as much money as we possibly can without having to get 18 different inquiries mm-hmm. on Equifax, 14 on Experian, 32 mm-hmm. on TransUnion, right? So now, number one, if I'm listening to this, Simple question, how do I go about finding out 
where certain banks pull from in order for me to stack credit cards or just stack credit. All right, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something. Talk to me. It's it's not. They're not gonna admit it. Okay. So you just have to look for the crumbs. You have to be a de- detective. Okay. There's a couple websites I go to. Let's do it. I like credit boards. Okay. Say like that again. Credit boards. Okay. So what people do is they share that information, and you can actually go and see who where they live. Mm-hmm. They might say where they live, mm-hmm. what they apply for, mm-hmm. and then where the inquiry hit. Mm-hmm. And now you got a list. And you can use that to help you decipher, like, okay, maybe if I live in Kansas, they're pulling from Equifax instead of Experian. Or if I live in California, they're looking at Experian instead of Equifax. Mm-hmm. Because it might be a regional pool. Mm. So it... Sorry. You, you can use that as database, as a database or database to... uh to figure out what you want to pull from because everybody gets their list a, a different way. Mm-hmm. I've seen a, hundreds of credit reports and I've seen hundreds, actually not even hundreds, probably tens of thousands of inquiries. Yeah. So for me, I'm, I'm already seeing where they're pulling at because it's on, it's on the paper in front of me. If mm-hmm. I'm fixing a credit profile, I can see if you got 50 inquiries, I just got 50 different banks and where they pulling from. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In real time. There you go. So you can, if you have a credit prayer, a, a company or a credit creation company, you can literally create your own list and data bank based off of the information that you're receiving. So now if I'm trying to, now we, now we're starting, now we're, you know, stack, because would you say stacking and see, and creating a sequence more or less the same thing? Just different, the same. Same thing. So let's in talk, my opinion. In my opinion. So now let's talk a little bit about that, right? Credit card stacking, building out a sequence. I understand why having a sequence is important. Now I want to figure out the what, as in what different banks should be a part of my sequence. So if I'm trying to build out a funding sequence, what are some different, do you personally have any recommendations on different cards that pull from certain bureaus that you would recommend to the audience so they can kind of have a foundation for them to start building out their own sequence? So I would say if you have a credit profile already, go to your credit profile and see what you already got. Got you. Because sometimes people negate what they have in their back door. Mm-hmm. I will also not be a nosy neighbor, but I will start asking people around around you because then you can get real-time data mm-hmm. data is important mm-hmm. so once you do that you can actually go back and say okay i need to get what first of all take it cut you back the first thing you know is what's your goal very important what are you trying to stack the points for remember i tell you it's two different worlds i live in mm-hmm. the investing world and the travel world right if i'm trying to travel there's a different way i'm gonna go well, there's different cards i'm gonna go for right than if i'm investing if i'm traveling I, I'm I'm gonna hit cars that have annual fees. I'm gonna hit cars that have certain things, not not uh, no zero APR periods. It might be right away. My my conversation and situation gonna be different. If I'm investing, I'm looking for more low interest cards, zero interest cards with the longest time periods. So it really depends on first what's your goal. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Now I'll give you a, a quick one for if you're looking for travel. For travel especially if you're starting off and you have no idea, I will go with low annual fee cards or no annual fee cards to give me high sign-up bonuses. So the first card I'm going to go with is built. I know you like the built card. I love the built card. I got it on me by now. The black old, that black thing on Come tail. on, bro. All right, so that's the built card. There's no annual fee. You you can pay your rent with it, and you get you get your points. You can use that for travel. I actually use my built points to go to Vegas. Very dope. Right? Then you have, like, the Chase Sapphire card or the Chase um, Freedom Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Then you have American Express every day. Those three cards, I would say for somebody who's starting off, that would be a good trifecta because you hit a lot of the, the travel partners and travel institutions with those top three. That's my top three. People have different ones. But right. that's for, for somebody who don't start and they're like, I don't want to have a whole bunch of annual fees. I don't know what I'm doing. I would start with that so that you can get warmed up into the situation. Gotcha. Because the only card there that really got a fee is a Chase Sapphire card. And that's a great credit card to have. Gotcha. They, on the investing side, I will look at Zero interest. So like Bank of America, they have a zero interest, 20, uh, zero interest, zero APR for 21 months, mm-hmm. right? That Bank of America typically pulls from Experian. Mm-hmm. Um, U.S. Bank, they have another one. I won, Last time I checked it, it was 18 months, but sometimes it variates between 18 and 22 months. So now you got zero interest if you're investing for 22 months. Mm-hmm. And the last one I would say, depending on where you're going, I'm not saying Wells Fargo. <laughs> I just blanked on it. Take your time. Breathe. It's a safe place. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I just blanked on it. Dang. Um, it's going to come to me after. But essentially, you want to go for zero interest cards that have the longest interest periods for 
the cheapest way because you're investing. So right. you don't really care about a travel perk. I don't care about a, about flying for free if I'm trying to flip the bag. Right. It, it doesn't equate. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that way I keep more of my profit. I can maneuver that way. But that's, you know, you, don't, you typically don't want to invest on your, on your personal side. But if you had to, mm-hmm. that's what you would have to do. And on the business side, you want to look for that too if you're investing. Facts. So the rules apply for personal and business. Got you, got you, got you. So what's dope about that is, you know, in your sequence, you you named a couple of different banks. I know that for myself, being in the space as long as I have, I've heard about, um, and I'm sure you've heard about it too, like tier one, tier two, tier three, tier mm-hmm. four banks, right? Um, I want to talk a little bit more about that because when it comes to building out a sequence and credit card stacking and things like that, how much do you personally weigh that in? Or would you, how much would you have, would you tell other people to weigh that in when it comes to building out a sequence in terms of, you know, um, we know tier one, I believe, is national banks. Mm-hmm. Tier two is regional. Mm-hmm. Tier three, credit unions. And then mm-hmm. tier four, subprime, subprime financial, if I remember correctly. How much am I weighing into building out a sequence, the different types of banks that I have in my sequence? Or is it more just about the product itself? What would you say? That's a very, that's a very good question. You know, I, 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 I've, been, I've been sharpening my sword. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would say it's good to be in the top three if you can't start at number one. Okay. So regional banks, I've noticed regional banks and credit unions, they're more generous. Yeah. National banks, they are, they want more paperwork, yeah, in my be, opinion. They're bougie. They're super bougie. Very bougie. So with that being said, like you can go to a regional bank like Truist, M&T, and you can build relationships up and get more from your financial products than you could essentially from a Chase. Mm. Now, I'm not saying Chase not going giving out money. They are definitely giving out money. Mm. But if you are starting off, it's easier to get in the door and grow with a regional or, or credit union bank because credit unions are member friendly. Like they, everybody knows. It's like it's like everybody know the popular girl. Like and that's that's Chase. That's the big ones, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows them. Mm-hmm. So. It's when they start getting love, they like, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You see me out here? Yeah. They need the members. And because national banks are so easily accessible and that's what makes them kind of like coveted, mm-hmm. the, the credit unions are, they're not getting as much money because if we don't put our money in the banks, they don't, they can't run. So they need members. They want more members. That's why the interest rates are typically lower than your national banks because mm-hmm. they are in- trying to incentivize you in the ways that they can compete. Right. To get you to bank with them, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying, and yeah. then you know, eventually you build yourself up till you have your own, your own banker, and you talk to them how you talk, you talk nice to them how you talk nice. Mm-hmm. To them. Mm-hmm. Pull up on them. How you doing, Eduardo? Whatever that <laughs> banker's name is. What's going on? What's going on, Esteban? Well, I, I don't know why both of them start with an E. But I don't know. They, well, there you go. <laughs> so now I have, I have that. I kind of have a two prong question. So let me go to th- this direction first. So you talked a lot about the importance of like leveraging tier two, tier three banks. How do you mm-hmm. feel about tier four, the subprime financial? Basura. Bank? Is it though? Is it really? Not, why, 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 why you say that? Why you say that? Why you say that? I say they're trash because you know, they charge more. Have you seen some of the stuff? You know, some of these banks, they charge you to send you your statement. That's uh, disrespectful. How are you charging me to send me? They charge you $15, $10 to send you some paper. Okay, fair. And then some of them don't even have an uh, electronic option. However, However, Basuda. however, some of those subprime, like if I, so I know a lot of tier four banks fall under, I think it's called Elon Financial. Depends. So Elon is just a fight. They, they have, they have credit unions too. No, no, but Elon is Elon. Would you, would you consider Elon tier three or tier four? Cause I could, I, from what I understand. Elon banks, they back some tier two banks because Elon Financial is not really, they're like just a financing institution. So they just deal with credit cards and they're like, like sometimes even line of credit and loans. They're just a backing. You can't go into an Elon bank like and it's named Elon Financial Bank. No, I know that. Yeah, I know that. I know that. So yeah. they're just backing yeah. the bank. Yeah. Yeah. But that still doesn't mean that the stuff they're doing is not trash. Fair. I mean, it's my opinion. You know, I'm very yeah. opinionated. No, I understand. No, when, now listen, when I'm talking about, t- when I talk about some prime, like, I know subprime also categories and like, like for example, credit one, we don't Disgusting. do that. Disgusting. Yeah, I would, I'd vomit on this podcast right now if I didn't respect Josh and his equipment, right? It's, be careful. Be easy. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. No, but like, and I'm not talking about, I was really more so referring towards Elon because from what I understand, Elon has always fallen, even though it's not a bank, it's a backing, has always fallen under f- tier four. And I know a lot of, I think U.S. Bank is Elon. If I'm, Am I wrong, right or wrong on that? I think U.S. Bank is Elon. No, mm-hmm. Ameris, I think Ameri- Ameris is Elon. Ameri- Ameris you is can Elon. always tell by when you click the credit card, yeah. it segues you to another. Bro, it, it, you can it, always tell. It looks different. It, it looks nothing like no, the it's website. Sca- it's scary. You were just it's scary. It look, it, it looks, yeah. They all, 
Flagstar is another yeah, one. Another Ameris one. is another one. There's yeah. one more that I'm missing. It looks. Um, it's a whole bunch. They they look nothing like interior. It's a whole bunch of them. They look nothing like the essential right. website of the bank. So this bank had blue skies and ducks. Yeah. When you click the credit card, it's you, now you're in a to, dingy trailer park. Yo, yeah, it's bad. You go in the back cave. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's at the back cave. It's bad. It's bad. But no, yeah. To your point, yeah, no. Though tier people definitely do sleep on the tier two and three tier three banks. Mm-hmm. I ca- try to give tier four a little bit of love just because I've always I've known that some tier four banks were backed by elon and have had some i pretty, mean the ones that you know like for example ameris i think they have a card where it's like zero percent for like 18 20 something months that's love Beautiful. that's because it's a credit union all right let me, ameris, let me, let ameris, me, ameris let me spe- let me specify let me specify talk talk talk, talk. let me specify go ahead Be easy. um tier four banks that have predatory practices there you go that's it. That's all you had to say. You Don't just got to qualify your statement. Qualify. There you go. So now that brings over to my next thing, right? Because you talked about building relationships with bankers. I know that's super important when it comes to business. Does that weigh all that heavily when it comes to the personal process as well? I'm a, I, honestly, I don't know. Okay. I'm going to keep it a buck because... I don't know if sometimes like I I have relationships with my bank uh, my bank managers as as citizens. Mm-hmm. I have one at Chase, and mm-hmm. we've been cool since I've been banking. And if I had an issue, I go sit down. And I don't know if sometimes I get certain things because of that on the personal side. Mm-hmm. I know on the business side it helps a lot because they're able to navigate and they want you know that business. But on the personal side. I wouldn't be able to tell if it's because, you know, Sheeta comes in and sometimes brings food or I come in sometimes and I bring the last. Like, I don't know. Bro, or I, or I, because I refer a lot. I don't know. Okay, that could probably be It could well. be that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not 100% for me to be like, yeah, that's, that's gotcha. the reason. Because when I came in to one of them, I brought like 12 people with me. 12 people? Yeah, it was a nice time. Goodness gracious. Well, I that, just kept that, sending people over there. Well, so, like, the, so, but that in and of itself, I think that it, that essentially answers the question because that's that's what relationship banking is, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're building that relationship. You're providing value to that branch manager exactly. and that banker and that bank location because you're bringing them business. So in turn, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe b- b- uh, relationship banking does have an effect on the personal side. If you ever in Brooklyn. You understand? What, 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 what bank was this? Citizens. Citizens? Yeah. You said people was... In, in Georgetown. That's my spot. What you know about citizens in Georgetown? Yeah, I got, you, you, you got Ralph. First up, I got off, my Sapache in the back. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got Lucas in the front. Come on now. It's okay. plugs when you got first name bases. You know what I'm saying? Okay. 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 We, we, we got we to gotta talk after this episode. We got to talk about <laughs> this episode. Nah, but okay. So um, we the building of the relationship. Another thing, and this has always been like a myth. I've never been able to get this confirmed anywhere. The the when it comes to the application process, um, people are always talking about oh you increase your chances of getting approved, and you also increase your chances of getting larger limits if you apply at three forty two in the morning when nobody is working and there are computers. Do, is there any truth to that as well? I've honestly never tried it. You've never tried applying. I sleep. I wake up, bro. When I first <laughs> when I first got into credit, I was like, if I want to get approved, I used to be up two. 30 40, in the morning trying to try that bro i've done them at 11 12 hitting, o'clock I'm talking about look watch this hitting hitting these i'm in front of the computer like this just waiting for three o'clock to apply the only thing i would say is that you're gonna hit a computer right so you're probably waiting for that if i was to say like yo is this myth a thousand percent factual it probably was mm-hmm. But I wouldn't know, as, would so know much any, as so much anymore. Got you. So that's not even something that you would say. So you don't even recommend because wh- once again, when I came in, that was a huge. Well, if you're applying for I, credit, apply to you don't recommend that to nobody. I never I don't not recommend it. It can't hurt. Right. I'm always yo, I will try some stuff. I've tried to stay up to do that. Can't can't. It's not happening. It's not working. For, not I for wake up card. at 435. And I'm like, All right, I got to go to the gym. By the time I get back and I look around, I'm like, oh, I didn't do the application. It's 930. So I'm gonna just do the application when I do the application. Gotcha. And typically, if I'm doing that, I'm probably doing it after eight o'clock anyway. So gotcha. closer to twelve than three o'clock. But for people who's doing that, I would have to see it because sometimes the air be real. There you go. The gas. Listen. It up. I, I I no longer partake in such practices, but I would be remiss if I didn't ask about it because, like I said, I know there are a lot of people who are watching this who are new to credit. And mm-hmm. I know when I was new to credit, that, I, that was all I was hearing about, and it never did nothing for me. But I want to know if it did something for you. What I would say is, yo, when it comes to credit, yo, try it. Shoot your shot. Yeah, there you go. The credit police is not coming up to like right. to catch you. Like, oh, you tried this 3 a.m. hack. Like, they're not coming for you. So if it works, that's great. If mm-hmm. it doesn't, oh, well. Like, just keep it just pushing. Keep it pushing. Okay, got you. So we talked about, you know, b- from relationships to different tiers of banks mm-hmm. to the 4 a.m. application myth and all, all that. Covered a lot. <laughs> we still got a lot more to cover, though. <laughs> 
let's talk a little bit because you touched on it earlier in terms of like some different travel credit cards that you um you know you would recommend we're going to talk about travel hacking in a second if i bring you on here we don't talk travel hacking i i let's I'm, go well not yet though not yet though i want to talk about just different credit cards because the beauty of credit cards and you know this and not like i know this mm-hmm. it's all about how the perks and rewards that are attached to so many credit cards benefit your lifestyle right mm-hmm. you may be somebody that goes to restaurants each and every single week if you don't got two to three credit cards that benefit you and that that lifestyle that you live in you're losing out on a lot of money in the same vein maybe you like sheet of three and you you know catching flights from here to kalamazoo and beyond or maybe you are somebody that spends a lot of money on gas and uh-huh. you don't have credit cards for that i want to talk a little bit more about that i know you talked touched a little bit on you know travel credit cards let's say I'm somebody that dines out a lot. Do you have any personal credit card recommendations for, you know, that for for like perks that revolve around like restaurants and eating out and just food in general? All right. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, You could touch on for travel. Right. And to be honest, a lot of people a lot. I was talking to uh, my gym teacher the other day and he buys two hundred dollars of groceries every week. See how many kids you got? I don't want to give him more kids than he has, but I want to say two. Okay. I okay. want to say two and his wife. Okay. $200 worth of groceries every week. Mm-hmm. And he spends a debit card. And he's like, she did. he's like, they don't call me she did. Like, Henriquez, you, I've been hearing you on a thing. You keep popping up on my phone when I'm home. I feel like you're talking to me. I'm like, what do you do? He's like, man, I know I got to get back. I got to get a credit card and do this because it made no sense. I'm paying for this groceries every week in mm-hmm. cash, a debit card. And I just get nothing. And I'm like, exactly. I low-key call it anyway money. Okay. Anyway money? Anyway money. Because you're going to spend it anyway. Got you. That's funny. Okay. You might as well get something for it. Facts. So if you're going to spend the money anyway, like you said, you eat, you dining out every week. Or you like, you know, Mr. A who? Shout out Mr. A. He's my guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. You good? Go ahead. Um, you're doing groceries or you're doing restaurants, right? Mm-hmm. Most uh, credit cards that have travel benefits, they give you multiplying categories in those two sections. So for American Express, those two sections give you four times the points. Mm -hmm. So now you spend $1, you get four times the points as to spending $1 and getting nothing. Mm -hmm. So now you got American Express Gold. That's my top. That's my recommendation. Or the Chase Sapphire. Gotcha. That's your top two, dining-wise. You get those, you you good to go. You cook it with Crisco. That's two banks, mm-hmm. right? And the reason I said that, remember, I mentioned that that Chase Sapphire card as a starter card anyway. Mm-hmm. So the Amex Gold card comes with a two hundred and fifty dollar annual fee. It's an annual fee that's justified because it really, when you use everything, it comes down to ten dollars. Mm-hmm. But then you, the ten dollars is wiped out once you get your sign up bonus in. Once you're able to uh, take your first trip for nothing, like once you're able to actually use all the benefits of the cards, the ten dollars is really like dust. Gotcha. So for that, I would say that's where you want to start. You want to start with a card that has the most multiplying categories for points, mm-hmm. not cashback, not specific airline miles. Mm-hmm. You want points. That's the flexible area. Gotcha. You don't want to be stuck in one category. Fact. Signing up with Takeoff Financial was really the best choice for me. It allowed me to take control of my life. I know that some people may think that that's really dramatic, but it's not. I feel like credit is really important and signing up with them allowed me to understand that. I just want to say thank you because I think that you guys have definitely allowed me to feel comfortable. You allowed me to feel liberated. You allowed me to feel that it's okay. It's okay not to have great credit, but it's not okay to stay in that situation. So thank you guys for embracing me and allowing me to have a new life. Head over to our website at takeofffinancial.com and let's get your credit score to the moon. Talk. A, I want to talk a little bit now that you brought that up. I want to touch on the points thing too, because in me just learning more about credit myself, um, one thing I've learned, because you mentioned Chase and you mentioned Amex, I've heard of something when it's come to points about like the point system and like one to one, right? And about essentially how like when it comes to credit card points, not all credit card points are, are created made are made equal. They are not, right? <laughs> so talk talk a little bit about that because I know that there's credit cards all across the board that say, hey, you can redeem X amount of points or you get this many points when you spend or whatever the case may be. But from what I'm learning and from what I'm understanding, like. There are not every single bank that's giving you these points. You're going to be able to take them and, you know, go leverage them like you would be able to do with other banks. Talk a little bit about that. So, like, I'll give you I'll give you a perfect example. Let's do it. Because I have some points sitting. I have a Navy Federal's business card. I have two of them. Right. And I get points for those categories. But the points are not the same as the points that I get from my MX card. 
all the points I get from my chase card. Those points are one-to-one ratio. So if I have 9,000 points, it's technically a percentage of that. I have $90 worth of travel. Mm. Actually, I think that's $9. My math might be off today, but it's it's not the same equation, right? So if I have 90,000, it's not, it's not the same. So with that being said, that is just cash value. So if I transfer that to pay for something, I'm just getting the cash value of that of that flight, not the points value. And sometimes that can fluctuate. Now I'll break it down a little bit more. Let's do it. So if I go to, I like this one. I go American Airlines because I do this one a lot. Mm-hmm. American Airlines, I might fire, fire, uh, buy a ticket from here to Charlotte. The ticket cash value wise could be $150, right? So if I have those Navy Federal points, I could transfer that point, those points over and the cash value would pay for the price of the ticket. Okay. Because those points are not travel points. They're like, they're literally just the cash value. Gotcha. Now I go to Chase or better yet, I go to Built. I have my Built credit card. Built credit card is one of the only cards outside of Barclays that transfers to American Airlines. Facts. American Airlines flies to Charlotte all the time. Mm-hmm. I can get that same flight for 7,500 points and 12 bucks round trip. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Seven thousand five hundred. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I had paid for that flight with a hundred and uh, what with that hundred fifty dollars, that would have cost me fifteen thousand points. Mm. So not all points are created. Equal. Not all points are created equal. So what of uh is the big three points wise? Because I, I know the head honchos is Chase and MX, right? It seems, yeah, Chase and Bill is coming up there. That's what I was about to say. Don't sleep on. I don't know if you saw, but there was an article because I I did a video about this. There was an article that came out on Bankrate. I think like this year, Built has like the highest point to cash something point to something ratio of all the cards because they give crate. So on rent, all right. So we're talking about Le- 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 car. Tell, tell tell people for the other people that's watching this don't even know about the Built card. Talk about the Built card. All right. So this is my thing. Yeah, all right. Yeah. You know I love the Built card. So if you're a renter, right? Let me talk to you right quick. If you're a renter, you pay your rent anyway. This is anyway money. Anyway Again, money. I'm not making you change a habit. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you to do something that you're not already doing it facts that you're not already doing big facts i'm just telling you to do it a different way so that you get something so build credit card if you already pay rent you should up you should get the credit card because it's the only credit card that will give you points for paying your rent and it does not charge you credit card fees so if you typically go on a portal and you pay your rent it's going to charge you the convenience fee or the merchant fee because the landlord is not going to take that right so you have to pay more to use the card Built, well, you don't have to pay more. You pay flat rate. And the reason is because instead of uh, putting your credit card number, Built actually gives you a routing number and a, a checking account number that's attached to your credit card. And they charge your card as if it was a checking account. Mm-hmm. So now it goes through like e-check. And e-check, there's no fees. The best part about it is that whatever your rent is, you receive that same amount in points that you can use with their travel partners. Now, you might not think it's important, but it's not until you have to take a flight or go somewhere that you're sitting there and all the rent you've been paying anyway, anyway has accumulated anyway money yeah. has accumulated to a flight or a hotel stay or Beyonce tickets. Mm. 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 I don't know if it's in a portal, but you get what I'm saying. Like you can pay for entertainment with the points too. Mm-hmm. So if you've been spending the money anyway and you're not getting anything anything for it now, you you hustling backwards. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're right, if you live in the city. But you're renting three, four thousand dollars a month. That's forty eight thousand points per year. You could be getting for something that you're doing anyway. Come on now, come on now. Now, ho- however, you want to provide a caveat though. I think there's a cap on how much points. A hundred thousand points. It went up from fifty to hundred thousand. Oh, hey, hey, bro, I thought it was fifty. Oh, uh, they went up to hundred thousand. Uh, hundred thousand. Oh wait. Your rent got to be eight grand a month, bro. If you're paying eight grand a month, you don't need a built credit card. You need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> if you're paying eight grand a month. You do not need to build credit card. You need call me so we can pray. I didn't know that they brought it up. I thought it was at fifty. Not they cap. It went up like a couple months ago. Well, your built is going crazy. I told you. Do you think that? Because I, I I hypothesize this, and the way they're moving, they might just do it. Right now, you could only use the built Mastercard to pay rent. Do you think we may see a scenario within this year or next year? Where they let you use the bill credit card to pay pay your mortgage? Yo, that's the question everybody asks me. Bro, if you do that, <laughs> I'm giving all of my other credit cards. What are we doing? That's the question. Literally, everybody asks me that. And what do you thought? What do you thought? What do you? I think? mean, that's I, I. wouldn't see. 
I don't know. That would be on what they do. I know that as far as building out the relationships to having um, credit card partners, mm-hmm. they're killing that. Right. Especially with that, like I said, outside of America, outside of Barclays, you can't get American Airlines miles no other way through a transfer partner. So they've been attacking the game a little bit differently. And it's very interesting to see where they'll end up, mm-hmm. like and where they go with that. But the CEOs are pretty dope, pre- really dope dude. Mm-hmm. Really dope dude. Yeah. Um, a lot of the companies he's built are really about helping people. And mm-hmm. this card is a card that will literally help people because it also will report your rent, like rent reporters. Yeah. And not charge you for that either. It's a service of the car and there's no annual fee. It's, it's like people like they like, yo, you just talk about the car so much. I'm like, yo, it's a good product. It's a great product. It's a good dope. It's a really, really good product. <laughs> I got it. She got it. And if you're watching this, make sure you get it too. But watch this. Let's say they go and apply for the built MasterCard, mm-hmm. right? And they get denied. Damn. That's tough. That hurts. It, it's, it's one of those things. I don't know if you ever got denied for a car. I didn't got denied for some cars back, back way back when. You go, you go for a walk afterwards. You got to Yeah, it'd it be in your chest a little bit. That's okay, though. All right. So so now, but let's let's dive into that, though, right? She did just told me to go apply for X, X, Y, and Z card. I got denied. Damn. Life is tough, but it's not over yet. Mm-mm. Do you have any tips, recommendations for somebody that will go out and apply for a credit bo- product and get denied and some different things that they can do to bounce back from that? So look, then remember I tell you, don't you don't take losses. Take you take lessons. Yeah. A denial letter is the lesson. Mm-hmm. It they have to tell you why they denied you. I compare it to like dating. If you go, you know, you at the bar, you know what I'm saying you're sipping on a margarita, feeling good. You approach Shorty, she like, "What's up, Mars? My name Francois," and then she like, "Nah, I'm good, Shorty." She will have to explain herself. <laughs> she. She don't have to explain herself. You can walk that away and feel good about it. Right. The banks can't do that to you, mm-hmm. which is good because they have to tell you why. So they tell you like, hey, you have too many inquiries. They're not going to say that. They might say seeking too much credit. That means you got too many inquiries. So now you know what you got to fix. Fact. Now, if, when you walked, if, she, if you walked up to her and she said, you know what? You came to me. You wasn't real. You wasn't really clean cut. I like a guy that works out some more. Now you like, all right, yo, next time I approach Shorty, I might... Focus, focus, focus. <laughs> Next time I approach her, I might, you know, come fresh off the fresh off a fresh haircut. Mm-hmm. I might go to the gym for the next six weeks to see what she say after because she gave you back some feedback. Mm-hmm. The banks have to give you feedback as to what you have to fix. Big fact. So if you if you have a collection on there, they have to say recent collection or public record. They have to tell you. Right. So now that you see what's wrong with it, if you fix it, the next time you come back, they can't. They cannot say like, oh, we still see these things because right. they're not there. Right. So that rec- oh, that denial letter is your cheat code mm. as to what's wrong. That's a bar. That's 100%. Now on the flip side, right? Watch this. Let's say we apply for a card, whether it's built, Amex, Chase, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. We get approved, but they give us a really, really low limit. Like something way less than what we thought we was going to get. $1,000, $2,000, $3,000. How can we go about, is there a way for us to now spin, spin the block, spin back? And go ahead and get a little bit more money, or how do how do we build from that? Because I, I, once again, we want to try and get as much money as possible, Facts. right? So how do we deal with a situation like that? We apply for a car, we got approved, but we didn't necessarily get the limit we thought that we were gonna get. So I would say a couple of reasons why you don't. I noticed that you don't get the limits you think you're gonna get because your utilization wasn't where it needed to be. So if utilization is in prime section, typically you're gonna get higher in comparison to your other other uh, accounts. So if utilization wasn't where, if it was in the high 30s or even high 20s, you're gonna get a lower limit. Also, your income. What do you make as opposed to the debts you have? Mm. So if your DTI is looking kind of crazy, that actually affects approvals as well. And they'll say it on the letter. Right. Even if you get denied, it'll say it. Um, dang, I hate when I blink. It says like um, uh, current balances high. That's for utilization, gotcha. or it will say that your um, credit to debt ratio is high. That mm-hmm. means that your DTI is high. So that's also another reason why you will get a lower approval. If you got a whole bunch of loans out and you make fifty thousand dollars, they like yo. How are you paying them? How are you supposed to pay us? The math ain't mathing. Something, something's off. Something's off. Something's so that's off. why you will get a lower approval. The only thing I would say after that is be good with that card and see if when you. When I say good, I mean use the card with your anyway money. Don't don't randomly make up things to pay to buy. I'm right. not saying go on a shopping spree. Right. Use the card with your anyway money, and then see exactly in six months how much you've been spending monthly. Mm-hmm. Once you see that, if you're spending actively on that card because that's what they want you to do, mm-hmm. then I would say ask them for a credit line increase. There you go. When you ask, there's one question you want to ask though. 
After you ask for the credit line increase, that's mm-hmm. one question. The second thing you want to ask is, is this increase going to give me a hard inquiry mm-hmm. or a soft inquiry? A hard pull or a soft pull? Mm-hmm. Is this going to affect my credit or not affect my credit? If it affects your credit, it's a hard inquiry. You don't want that. Facts. If it doesn't affect your credit, it's a soft pull, and that's game one every single time. There you go. Beautiful. Masterful. Can I be honest with you? Yes, ma- yes, sir. I caught that. We're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> first, so. um, can I be? No, no. Let me be honest with you. I follow you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You follow me. I follow you. <laughs> every time I go on Instagram and I see you post, you on a, you on a flight, you checking in a hotel, you checking out a hotel. You getting in a in a in a in a in a Uber out of a Uber. You always want to move. If you're not teaching, you moving. I I don't even know if you sleep for real. That's another conversation in and of itself. <laughs> I wanna I wanna travel like she did three travels. I want I wanna I wanna catch flights, not feelings. I wanna be in and out of hotels and getting mm-hmm. upgrade statuses and diamond this and I you know somebody else you know I, I if you, if me and you catching a flight, I know I paid less for the flight than you did. I want to learn from the best. Herself, the travel hacking queen herself. Can we can we talk a little bit about that? Let's go. I want to provide as much value as I can to everybody that's watching this. I want to learn how to travel hack. I want to learn how to travel hack to the best of my ability so I can go all over the place. Wh- how, how, where, do, where do I start? Where did I begin? I, one of the biggest things I hear when it comes to travel hacking is like status. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm assuming that's where you start. If so, talk a little bit about that and how that kind of lays the foundation for us as us as aspiring travel hackers talk about that all right so i'll start off with status since you mentioned it let's do it status absolutely matters okay okay now in a lot of worlds we don't like to have a status system or a classes system but it a thousand percent matters Mm -hmm. so if you're looking at different um flying institutions or hotel institutions they like to see loyalty Mm -hmm. all right they like to see that so when it comes to why i get upgraded with certain companies a lot is because I have higher status. So with Delta, I was working on getting Diamond. I was like 4,000 miles away from hitting Diamond. But I have platinum status with them, right? I'm a repeat platinumer. Gotcha. So I have it. I had it last year. I have it this year. I will have it again next year. Gotcha. That means that I fly a lot with Delta. And so when it comes to getting upgraded, if the seats are available, I the, could book a main cabin and get bumped up. I post it every single time. And you ask for it or they do it for you automatically? I request it and like I have a, a, I can request it. Okay. So inside my profile, I always request for the Comfort Plus or First Class. Gotcha. Um, I do it on my airlines for American Airlines as well. And if the seats available, if the seats available and it's the, the flight is not sold out, I'll get, because I'm platinum, I'll get bumped up like, matter of fact, I'll show I'll show you my um. I'm going to Vegas in July. Okay. Um, I already got the upgrade. Gotcha. So they just, but but that's a byproduct of you just naturally traveling as much. So if we want to travel hack, that means we kind of have to. You sit can down. get it. I travel a lot, but I got it initially from my credit card spend. Okay, got you. So I don't have to travel a lot to get the travel rewards that allow me to hack. It's so it's, it's more so about having the right cards. Mm-hmm. So what are because I from what I understand I know. I, what are what are those some of those key cards that we could use to become travel hacking? I want to be a travel hacker warrior, right? What, what what are those cards that I'm looking for? What what am I looking at? All right, so I mentioned some of them already. Okay, the built card, definitely a card you want to have. Got you. Chase Sapphire, preferred, definitely a card you want to have. Mm-hmm. Now American Express, uh, everyday preferred or the everyday that clear card. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily you want to start with that because that's a card you can get in really easy and you get Amex points for that. Gotcha. But you want to get into the luxury side now, so the golds and the platinum. Gotcha. Because gotcha, gotcha. those are going to give you more relationships, and we're looking for more relationships. American Express, platinum, you get automatic uh, Marriott Gold, Hilton Gold. Mm. Now, it's not the highest status with those two institutions, but it's a status you didn't have to pay for or stay at a hotel for. You literally gotcha. got it just because you have the card. Gotcha. The, way, the reason why I mentioned the built card is because it's connected to Hyatt. Now, the reason why I get as many free nights as I do is mm-hmm. because the Hyatt card or even the Hyatt loyalty program is one of the best hotel programs out there. Talk now, about that. That is, listen, don't come for me, all you Marriott lovers and Hilton lovers, the IAG lovers. Don't come for me, okay? I ain't sent for y'all. Stay over there. So the Hyatt... <laughs> <laughs> the Hyatt, the Hyatt loyalty program, in my opinion, is the best because you get the most bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. I can go to a, I want to say like a category or a four star Hyatt hotel. Like I, I love the uh, Grand Hyatt and Hyatt Regency in Atlanta, the Grand okay. Hyatt in Buckhead and the Hyatt Regency in um Atlanta. Okay, that hotel is pretty nice. They just upgraded Regency too. Really, really nice hotel. Clean. I mean, like super clean cut. That hotel costs like anywhere between a buck fifty to three hundred dollars a night. Mm-hmm. Ranging on what's going on in the area, mm-hmm. I can book those same that same hotel room 
for 9,000 points per night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sweating. Okay. If I had to, if that was a, a different hotel system, it would cost me way more points. Got you. So that, that point system, like the relation of how much points you need to actually book through their system is like astronomically low. Mm-hmm. They have done things like moved hotels into higher categories so that you have to spend more, mm-hmm. but they still have a lot in certain areas. Some of the hotels are like the night, it's probably the only hotel there. Like my friend, I, I gave him, I gave him the rundown. He went to Columbia. Yo, he said at a brand new Grand Hyatt because of COVID, it wasn't, um, they barely saw any traffic and they had to close down right after they finished like the full opening. Mm-hmm. Yo, it was 9,000 points per night at a, it was damn near five star because it just opened. The hotel was brand new in mm-hmm. Columbia. Mm-hmm. He spent, he was there for like nine nights. He spent 54. Crazy. I'm bugging. He, he was, <laughs> I'm bugging. He, spent, he was there for seven nights. Okay. He spent 63,000 points on a week. Mm-hmm. Now certain, certain, certain hotel, that's one night. Mm-hmm. Seven, one. Crazy. How long are you outside? For a week. Right. Hyatt also, outside of that, Hyatt, you can normally only get to Hyatt through through Chase. Mm-hmm. But because Bilt got that open door now with them, you can go either way. I would say for travel hacking, you if you are loyal to a, I want to make sure I stay on topic because I can go anywhere. If you are loyal to a whole chain, a hotel chain, I would have their personal credit card. Outside of that, I wouldn't have too much like every every hotel card. Period. It doesn't make sense. Gotcha. I have a Hyatt card because I like staying there, mm-hmm. and every time I spend five thousand on a card, I get a free night. Gotcha. Five thousand, free night. Five thousand, free night. Mm. Five thousand, free night. If y'all see me on a flight after this. <laughs> You know who I figured out from. I know. I know. We have to start wrapping up. One other, th- two things. First thing, travel. We 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 got we ha- we un- we understand how to travel hack the hotels. We understand how to travel hack the flights. Is there yeah. a travel hacking methods for car rentals? Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. So, yo, and it's crazy because the lines be insane. Mm-hmm. So, like I told you about the Amex card. That's a travel card. Mm-hmm. Automatically, for having that card, you get executive stash status with National. Okay. Just for having the card, you do not book a stay. Okay. So now when you go to the, the airport, you can book a low tier car and walk out whatever car you want. Mm-hmm. And there's no line. Mm-hmm. You'll be out in 10 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a, B- a BMW X5 for like 80 bucks. What car is this again? Platinum. Amex Platinum. I really only say to get that car is if you know what you're doing with it. If you don't, it's the 695. It's going to be wasted. If y'all see me in a B, what's the name of the car? BMW X5. After this interview, <laughs> you know who I got it from. She the three. I appreciate you more than I could put into words, y'all. You're the greatest. You're you the greatest. I, I lay you to death, y'all. As we begin to, begin to wrap this thing up, I know that, of course, you have an event coming up, a huge event coming up, shutting the city down. The whole city. Talk to the people about that, where they can find out more about that, and how they can how they can pull up, because I know they want to come, come through. Talk to them a little bit about that. So listen... <laughs> Talk to this, me right this, here. This camera. This Talk to camera. me right here. All right, listen, y'all. Play for Play Events is bringing in real estate under $10,000. So what Play for Play is, mm-hmm. is a intellectual boxing match between the best entrepreneurs who do what they say and say what they do. They're going to go back and forth in a ring. Actual mm-hmm. ring. I built it. You've seen it. I've seen it. I built the ring out. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be inside of it to give you their best game to Got really it. show who's the top dog. Mm-hmm. And you're the judge. Mm-hmm. It's not me. You're the judge. But if you can get into real estate for under $10,000, I'm pretty sure you would not let anything stop you. On top of that, right after you learn these four methods that these individuals, and they can't come into here with, under, with less than 30 deeds. 30, read that? Three zero. Ooh-wee. Doors, you can't have less than that. Mm-hmm. And, and one of them is bringing in a binder. I told me can't break my stage. Crazy. After they teach you what they did to get what they had, what they got, and they got to teach it to you mm-hmm. because I'm a teacher and I got the Apollo broom and I will boot them off if it's not what I'm liking. Facts. My man Prada Jones is going to teach you how to get the funding to get it to yourself. Beautiful. 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 And what date is this happening? July 22nd. Is that confirmed? That date yes. Confirmed? Okay. Deposits have been put down. There you go. Location is locked. There you go. Contracts have been signed. Got you. July 22nd, 11 a.m., the doors open, bring an empty belly. We're going to have notebooks available. 
come learn, come network, because this is going to be the last summer that you go through and you ain't get yourself a property. Come on now. And where is that? J- July? July 22nd. At Doors open at 11 a.m. and the location is? Brooklyn, New York. It's at um, uh, Williamsburg Music Hall. There you go. There you go. Was that the same one that was at the time before? This is a different spot. It's a different spot. Different spot. First, for, I was, ladies and gentlemen, I was there for the first one. I had an amazing time. <laughs> I had an amazing time. The food was wonderful. The knowledge was incredible. She was amazing. It was a great time. So the second one got to be bigger. Got to be better. Got to be better. Got to be bigger. Got to be better. And this is a different spot. Different spot. Beautiful. Sensational. And and the link for the event will be, be in the, in the description. Yep. Got you. Beautiful. Beautiful. I appreciate you, yo. Nah, yeah. I'm telling you, it's gonna be it's gonna be incredible. And what we plan so far, I know. I know for a fact the only thing that's really stopping you is you. So if you get the right information and you have the fun and you have the funding to go mm-hmm. and execute yourself mm-hmm. and you really don't have a limit. I used to think getting a real estate, I need a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars. And I'm like, yo, you picked up a property for five K? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. If you knew it was that easy or was that simple, I don't want to say easy. It was simpler. It was a smoother process. I'm pretty sure if you wanted to get into real estate, it would not stop you from getting in. So, I mean, last time we did, you know, turning uh, house assets or, or liabilities into assets with right. Turo and Airbnb. And we did some credit on the back end. This time we're doing real estate. And it's it's the only thing you got to do, man. Get go. in the ring. Pull up. Pull up. Play for play. The verses is real. Ball for ball. Gem for gem. Come on now. I'm round for round. Round for round. It's they gonna, gotta bring that so- all all sauce, no fluff. All sauce, no fluff. And I like I said, I was there for the first one. It was no fluff. It wasn't any cookie cutter. Well, this is how you No, 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 no. It was real deal. Straight to it. Masterclass. To it. Yeah. That's that's how I want it. Absolutely sensational. I'm excited. Like it, like she said, ladies and gentlemen, the link, I don't know what camera is on. The link for this <laughs> for the event will be in the bio. And all of um Sheeta Three's information as well, from Instagrams to socials and beyond will also be in the description. Uh, I'm very thankful to have you back here on this platform. Appreciate you for having me, you, man. I appreciate you for sharing your knowledge and your expertise with my people. And I appreciate you for tapping into this episode. And if you haven't already, what are you doing? Listen, take a second, take a minute, take an hour. Out of your day right here, right now to just go ahead, slap that like button. And if you're listening on audio platform, leave a review and tell a friend to do the same too. All right. I appreciate each and every single one of you and make sure you stay tapped in too the Marvin Francois show. But as always, uh, I'm Marvin Francois. This is Rashida Henriquez, aka Sheeta Three. Y'all have been good. We've been great. This is this has been amazing. And as always, thank you and God bless. We are out of here. Peace. Have a good day.